0: UFOs, the reality, and the distraction. Yeah, it's kind of both, but it's weird. (laughs) I'm telling you, it's getting weird. Mitch freezes up, some sad news, and mind control. Welcome to the Jay Sheldon Show. You will hit that follow button. I command you... Sorry, trying some mind control. And it's not working. All right. (laughs) Yeah, all that and more coming up tonight on the show, or today on the show. Lots of stuff going on. It's just been one of those days where stuff was breaking left and right. It was crazy. Right now, though, let's uh, bring you up to date, as we always do in the start of the show, on our favorite little baby, and that would be... Ichiko Mikoto yeah there she is getting pampered and she is beside herself cause she's so happy look at that face it's just like oh yes pamper me more <laughs> she loves it uh, she just loves getting brushed out always has a smile on her face she turns her head to side to side oh here get this side get this side <laughs> it's like what a freaking princess I swear look at that look at that face uh, pure ecstasy. She's doing great, had a couple of good walks. She's doing well. She hasn't started her shedding blow yet, but I'm sure it's coming because her fur is so thick. It's going to happen anytime. time. And I think she's also ready for her, her lady time of the month, too. So hopefully they won't both happen at once because that would be a nightmare. But... It is what it is. Our Miko update brought to you by BarkBox.com slash Miko. BarkBox is a monthly subscription service you get for your dog. And your dog, really. Doesn't your dog deserve the best? All kinds of cool treats and toys you get from BarkBox. They get two toys, two bags of all-natural treats, and a dog chew. Every month, it's a new theme delivered right to your door. And if you sign up for a multi-month subscription, you will get a free month when you use our link, BarkBox.com slash Miko. 100% happiness guarantee. These folks really do care about dogs and your dog and they want the best. They'll make sure everything is right or they'll fix it. Barkbox.com/slash-Miko is the link. It's in our show notes, and you want to check it out and get your dog something special. Do it today. Thank you, Barkbox.com, for helping to sponsor the show. All right. The U. Do you believe in UFOs? What do you think? Yes. No. Maybe so. Uh, I do. I really do. I I believe that we are not alone. I believe they've either been here visiting or I slightly less believe they're in some parallel universe and occasionally flip through to the other side or to our side. But no, I have always. I've never seen one. I thought I did once. Turned out to be a couple of drones. But um, no, I, I've always wanted to and never have wish I could have. I grew up in Cornwall, Connecticut, which is about as rural as you can get. And back there in the day, it was mostly trees, about 1,200 people in the population, I think, in that town. Spent a lot of time outdoors at night. You could see every star in the universe, but never had a chance to uh, to see anything fly by as the saying. You know, I like, I like Ichio Kaku's Uh, take on whether or not we're alone. He says, and and I'm going to screw this up, but it's something along the lines, paraphrasing that the probability is what he looks at. And the probability, given all the circumstances, that there is other life, intelligent life, in some form, in all of the universe. It has to be. It just simply has to be. And in fact, if we are the only life in this enormous universe the probability of that is so small it's almost incalculable so think about it that way it isn't necessarily that it's probable that there is other life but it is absolutely improbable that we're the only ones well it, yes, it is absolutely a distraction to keep your mind off of things like Hunter Biden's trial and charges. But even though, like I said in the clip in the beginning, in our, in our thumbnail, yes, it is a distraction. But man, what a distraction. I hope you watch some of this testimony. UFO hearing key takeaways. What a whistleblower told Congress about the UAP. And again, I put this link from CBS News. Not a big fan of CBS News, but this probably did the best job of summing everything up in one place so that you can go to one spot and get caught up quick. The link is in our show notes. A former military intelligence officer turned whistleblower told the House lawmakers that Congress is being kept in the dark about unidentified anomalous Phenomenon, that's the new buzzword for UFO, UAP, Um, alleging at a hearing that executive branch agencies have withheld information about mysterious objects for years. David Krush, who served 14 years as an intelligence officer for the Air Force National Geospatial Intelligence Agency, that sounds important, he was uh, before the House Oversight Committee, National Security Subcommittee, alongside two former fighter pilots who had firsthand experience with UFOs. He served as a representative on two Pentagon tax task forces investigating UFOs until earlier this year. He told lawmakers he was informed of a multi decade. UAP Crash Retrieval and Reverse Engineering Program. Members of both parties questioned how Congress should go about investigating this incredible allegation, a reflection of the increasing willingness by lawmakers to uh, demand the executive branch be more open about this phenomenon. Uh, Rep. Tim Burchett, Republican from Tennessee, said, we are going to uncover the cover-up. And I hope this is just the beginning of many more hearings and many more people coming forward about this. These are the, uh, the witnesses, or one of them anyway, Ryan Graves, David Grunch, and uh, David Fravor. You no doubt have heard um, Commander Fravor's name before. He was the uh, one who's been on all the talk shows and all about the, uh, the Tic Tac UFO. And uh, all this information is in here about the Tic Tac. They testified against it, uh, about it today. And um, absolutely fascinating. And like I said, I have been a believer for a long time. And I will continue to be a, a believer. Um, I put a link, in fact, let me show it to you. I've got it up here now. I'm not gonna play, well, I'll let it play in the background.
1: Act with intelligent extraterrestrials. Something I can't discuss in public setting.
0: Okay.
2: Um, Okay, I can't ask when you think this occurred. (laughs) Um, If you believe we have crashed craft, uh, stated earlier, do we have the bodies of the pilots who piloted this craft?
1: As I've stated publicly already in my News Nation interview, uh, biologics came with some of these recoveries. Yeah. Um,
2: Were they, I guess, human or non-human biologics?
1: Non-human, and that was the assessment of people uh, with direct knowledge on the program I talked to that are currently still on the program.
0: Yow! Did you just hear that? That is testimony, sworn testimony, before Congress saying that, yes, well, I can't answer that in public, which means yes. And there were biologics. That's little green men, folks, or little green people. I don't know what their pronouns might be, but that's, that's incredible. Do you believe now? Let me know in the chat. You have to believe. You have to. I want to believe. I really do. In the worst possible way, I want to believe. Um, and I think, hopefully, in my lifetime, we will find out exactly, uh, exactly what's out there and what's watching us. Our government will do everything it can in some departments to stop the information from getting out And in fact, this should scare the hell out of you. Apparently, our government has killed witnesses that have knowledge of extraterrestrials and UFOs. You think I'm kidding?
3: Listen to this. Mr. Grush, thank you for being here, brother. Thank you all very much. Um, Have you faced any retaliation or reprisals? for any of your testimony or anything on these lines?
1: Yeah, uh, I have to be careful what I say in detail because there is an open uh, whistleblower reprisal investigation on my behalf and I don't wanna compromise that investigation by providing anything that may uh, uh, help provide somebody information. But it was very brutal and uh, very unfortunate. Some of the tactics they used to um, hurt me both professionally and, and personally to be quite frank, yeah.
3: It's very unfortunate, as they say, when you're over the target. That's when they do the most firing at you. Do you have any personal knowledge of people who have been harmed or injured in efforts to cover up or conceal these extraterrestrial technology?
1: Yes, personally.
3: Have you heard? Have anyone been murdered that you would think, that you know of or have heard of? I guess I have
1: to be careful asking that question. I directed people with that knowledge to the appropriate authorities.
3: Maybe in a um, if we could get it get in a um, confidential area skiff we could talk about that but unfortunately um, we were denied access to the skiff and that's very (laughs) unfortunate in this this scenario Wow so by
0: not answering the question in my humble opinion he answered the question this is frightening They will do everything they can. Everything they can. To stop you from finding out. Well, we're going to find out, and you're not going to stop us. Okay, all of the UFO stuff, of course, was meant to do only one thing. But look, don't discount the UFO stuff. That stuff is huge. That is huge news. But there's other huge news happening... And the UFO thing I'm quite sure was scheduled to distract you from this. Hunter Biden put then-VP dad Joe on the phone with business associates at least two dozen times. A judge has rejected the deal in Hunter Biden's case. As the first son pleads, not guilty. Conservatives urged Judge Mary Ellen Norica to reject the deal. Hunter Biden's plea deal with the Justice Department on two misdemeanor tax charges completely fell apart yesterday after the federal judge overseeing the case said she had concerns about the constitutionality of a pretrial diversion agreement that would allow him to avoid prison on felony firearm possession charges. She didn't accept the plea deal, and Hunter Biden pleaded not guilty at the end of the hearing. Uh, narika the judge, asked both sides to file briefs explaining the legal structuring of the plea deal. Additionally, prosecutors acknowledged in the Delaware federal court that Biden is still the subject of an active investigation. Biden been expected to plead guilty to two misdemeanor tax crimes as part of a deal with the Justice Department. But you know what? It's two sides of the same coin. This Justice Department, Hunter's attorneys, they're all just one slimy, swampy, scummy group of people. They're all working together. They all got each other's backs. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. When uh, the judge asked prosecutors whether the deal would include a possible Foreign Agents Registration Act charge, prosecutors said it would not. <laughs> Conservatives have been urging the court to reject the agreement, and indeed, it was rejected. So at the end of the day, Hunter pled not guilty. Unbelievable. Read the rest of this story. There's all kinds of details in there about the deal. What happened, what didn't happen, what should have happened. And they're just going to keep on going while they try and do everything they can to save this guy and his rotten, stinking family. And again, we see today, they're getting ready to prepare to think about having an inquiry into the possibility of impeachment folks just freaking do it jeez like i said yesterday the democrats were coming up with a new impeachment every couple of hours managed to walk one over across the aisle what is what is the problem What more evidence can you possibly need? I know you're trying to do things right. By the book, by the Constitution, and all that's good and fine. But for God's sakes, what is taking so long? Impeach this fool. Get rid of him. I know there's still a fight in the Senate, but nevertheless. All right, a very, very weird story. You likely have seen this already, but I'm going to just cover it briefly Uh, Mitch McConnell, who is like a thousand years old and should, along with Pelosi and all those other octogenarian pluses in the, the Congress, if there was ever more evidence for term limits, this is it. McConnell freezes at a briefing which came to concern all of his colleagues, let me just go back here and, and play this for you. He uh, he, he starts, starts to, talk.
3: to talk. Well, good afternoon, everyone. Uh, we're on a path to finishing the NDA uh, this week. It's been good bipartisan cooperation and a string of... Uh, And
0: And scary scary enough, enough, that that was was it. He just stopped. And you can see him kind of staring forward. Sad, sad, sad. I have not had any medical updates. Let's see if there's any in this story. He froze for about 20 seconds while delivering his opening statement. uh, Wednesday, yesterday afternoon. Um, told reporters the Senate was on a path to complete work on the annual defense authorization bill and praised what he called good bipartisan cooperation. Then he froze, as you just saw, mid-sentence, stared straight ahead without uttering another word. Um, Joni Ernst, Republican from Iowa, said, Are you good, Mitch? Are you okay? Uh, Chairman John Barrasso, a doctor who put his uh, hand on McConnell's right forearm, anything else you want to say? And, uh, yeah, McConnell appeared reluctant to leave the press conference and exchanged some remarks with one of McConnell's aides and then soon after led the GOP leader down the hall towards his office. A very scary story. And now I've, I've heard word that uh, they believe, not been confirmed, they believe he had some sort of a, uh, a mini-stroke. So, Wow. We will wish him well. But, uh, you know, seriously, when it gets to these folks, Feinstein, McConnell, they're too old. They're just too damn old folks. Come on, really, seriously? Why are you electing these people into office? He's not old, but there's another one, Fetterman, who ought to be on that list, who has no business being in Congress. Unbelievable. All right. Have you heard this story? This one's from Euronews.com. A massive fire on board a cargo ship, which is carrying, you ready, electric cars. Now, I saw some fact checkers coming out saying that the cars did not start the fire. But this massive cargo ship, that's a picture of it right there burning has sunk in the Atlantic Ocean. The Felicity Ace caught fire 13 days ago off the coast of Portugal's Azores. Large cargo uh, vessel carrying cars sunk in the Atlantic took 13 days after the fire broke out on board. Ship's manager, Portuguese Navy, confirmed Tuesday the Felicity Ace sank around 400 kilometers off the Azores. The Panama flag vessel was being towed after a salvage team had extinguished the fire and uh, ship management in Singapore from MOL said in the statement, 200-meter long, sailing from Germany to the U.S. before it caught fire last month. Portugal's Air Force had evacuated all 22 crew members, before letting the ship drift for several days in the mid-Atlantic. Ocean-going tugboats with firefighting equipment had been hosing down the ship's hull to cool it. There was word that one of the electric cars had caught fire. I have since seen that argued against. Not clear how many luxury cars were on board, but they normally can carry around four thousand vehicles. Wow. It was transporting both electric and non-electric cars, according to the Portuguese authorities. Now, see what it says here. Authorities suspect the fire may have broken out due to the lithium batteries used in electric vehicles, but an investigation which is going on into the cause of this blaze is still underway and they have not made that final determination. But that ship that you're looking at right now is at the bottom of the ocean with all its cargo on board. Youch! Scary toast. Very scary toast. All right. We got lots more going on here today. What else are we talking about? The uh, Oh, yeah, this one is weird. Mind control. You believe in mind control you will hit the follow button right there you hit the follow button i'm controlling your mind not working please hit the button <laughs> all right yeah anyway uh before we get on to that we want to take a little 60 second break here and tell you about one of our sponsors we love these guys it's blackout coffee their link is in our show notes. You'll get a fabulous deal from the show if you use that link. Even Dan Bongino has his own blend over there at uh, Blackout Coffee. Blackout Coffee it cares about two things, coffee and the U.S. of A. This company is an American company, and they were founded on the principles of conservative values. The founders believe in the importance of hard work, personal responsibility, family, respect, traditional American values. The best small batch, fresh roasted coffee, and it's all done in-house. They use the best soil, the best beans. They use local co-ops and farmers, local American co-ops and farmers. And their beans beans are roasted, packed, and shipped with lightning speed, usually 24 to 48 hours from the time you order. So you get delivered right to your door a fresh bag of fresh roasted coffee beans. And let me tell you, this coffee, beyond belief, this is amazing coffee. Blackout coffee, throw out that brown water crap you've been using, drinking. Get yourself some real coffee, some American coffee at Blackout Coffee. Use the link that's in our show notes. And when you go to check out, Use our promo code, J20, J-A-Y-20. Use that at checkout for 20% off your first order. That is a good deal. 20% off your first order with our promo code, J20, J-A-Y-20, and uh, blackout coffee. I'm telling you, seriously, I cannot recommend this coffee enough. It is absolutely remarkable coffee, and you'll never go back drinking anything else, I promise you. Uh, There have been a couple of weird videos. One might be able to be explained, but this one, the first one, I don't think it can. This is some senator who is speaking at some rally or, I don't know, some event. And check out this guy behind him. This creepy, weird-looking guy I'm not going to play the audio because it's just, it's just the senator is just talking, but as he talks, look at the guy behind him. He barely, if ever, blinks, hardly ever moves, and he is just staring at this senator's head. And believe it or not, this goes on. This is just a short clip of it, but this went on for more than fifteen minutes. And he never moved. And when he blinks, if you look, he's only blinking one eye. This is creepy. Is this some sort of mind control? See that? This is freaky. Freaky. And That's not all. There's another one. Yeah, believe it or not, I I think this one makes sense the way someone explained it, but it's weird. Found another video. This one from Brazil with somebody else. This guy is sitting behind the speaker you know what for this one I will play you the audio. Check this out and watch this guy listening to this speech.
1: This, this is, is not, not him speaking porque eu respeito a Polícia Federal do Brasil. Diferente do senhor, que agora tá achando que existe uma ligação do PT com o PCC e a Polícia Federal nunca encontrou a prova. Se a prova existisse, essa prova teria sido encontrada.
0: Now, that's weird. It's as if he's like almost wants to speak the words. And what he's saying is what the speak. It's a foreign language that I don't understand. But nevertheless, you can see how what he's sort of half-assed mouthing the words is what the guy is saying. Now, somebody said there is likely a teleprompter. And he can see the teleprompter. So he is reading along with the speaker. Now, when I saw that, I went, ah, Okay. That actually makes sense. That could be an explanation. But that first guy, the non-blinking guy, he was just a freak, I swear. I have no idea what that guy was doing. Unbelievable. (laughs) All right. Oh, yeah, we do have one more. You might have seen this one, too. Check this out. Let me flip over quick to our uh, our other shot here. <laughs> Look at this. Watch this woman. Let me see if I can go full screen. Here we go. Ah, uh, no. I can't, because my camera cuts her out. Okay, right over here. See this, this? I don't know. She's probably some sort of aide. Well, this is Congresswoman Stacey Plaskett. And she is uh, caught on camera being mind-controlled by a human hybrid handler watch as the hybrid says exactly what stacy is saying with no time delay
2: creepy stuff the record page 50, 55 from the committee's interview with fbi employees have some administrative matters first i wanted to watch. introduce into the record page 50, 55 from the committee's interview with FBI employee Roya Demlo, who
0: she actually, actually said the mistake in real time.
2: First, so I wanted to introduce into the record page, 50, 50, 55, from ah, the ah. page 50, fifty-five from the committee's interview with page fifty-five from the committee's interview, which took place on July 17 twenty
0: twenty-three. Uh, in that, this is like. This is like a ventriloquist act. And this is not a teleprompter. Because the woman is obviously reading what she's saying off a paper in front of her. That that other woman in the back, the human hybrid handler, (laughs) can't see. I mean, maybe she wrote it. But she even actually mouthed the mistake the woman, the senator said, the congresswoman, When she was talking, she made a mistake, and that freak behind her mouthed the same mistake. That ain't normal, folks. What the hell is going on? This is beyond weird. I'm telling you. I don't know where I found these stuff over the last day, but man... It's just been weird. All right. <laughs> I, uh, I put in our show notes an actual link simply to Technofog's Twitter feed because you can go follow Technofog. He is an amazing follow. He puts out the most amazing tweets. And among the many tweets that he put out was he's covering the uh, Hunter Biden story, Uh, all kinds of uh, stuff that's going on in the news. He follows it, uh, attorneys for Hunter Biden. And also, he was also covering the... uh, Wait, let me get to it. Also covering not only Burisma, the White House, Moderna, but uh, you you really got to follow Technofog. And scroll through his old feeds, too, because it's absolutely amazing. However... He was also covering Secretary of DHS Mayorkas, who, if this guy does not get his butt impeached, thrown out of his job, now, today, what the hell is wrong and what is anybody waiting for? He is the most dishonest witness to ever sit before the Judiciary Committee representative mike johnson says he is personally responsible for the open border catastrophe skyrocketing fentanyl deaths and the human trafficking crisis and the american people deserve answers take a listen to this okay i would yield my time to the gentleman from uh, louisiana
3: I've only got 25 seconds. I'll just say I don't have time for a question because you'll be elusive. But I just, for the record, since we're stating things for the record... I've been in Congress seven years. I think you're the most dishonest witness that has ever appeared before the Judiciary Committee. And I think I speak for a lot of my colleagues. This is such a frustrating exercise for us because our constituents want answers. They're tired of the open border. They're tired of people dying from overdoses. And it's your fault. It's my time. Mr. Chairman, point of order. No, there's no point of order in the middle of this. This is my opinion. I there think it's shared by the millions of you no point. shame. And you
0: show no shame. Exactly right, this criminal. Unbelievable! Why is he still? Why is he still got a job? Who is protecting him? <laughs> the rest of the DOJ is protecting him. Here's another one. God love this woman, Representative Harriet Hedgeman. She had a few words of her own for uh, Mayorkas. Can we flip over? There we go. Take a listen to this one.
2: Hmm. Mr. Mayorkas, I actually really want to thank you as well for coming here today for your performance. I have watched with absolute fascination as you have danced and dodged and lied. Yes, lied. We know you've lied. You know you've lied. But more importantly, the American public knows that you lied throughout your testimony today. And yet you believe that you And your fellow architects of the censorship industrial complex think that you should be able to determine what is and isn't true, and what is and isn't untrue. You are the walking, talking epitome of the very tyrant that our forefathers recognized would gravitate towards government service. And it is because of people like you that they drafted the First Amendment. I thank them for their foresight. I thank them for recognizing that you and people like you would do everything in your power to control speech, to control freedom, to take away our rights. And they've written a document that isn't going to allow you to do that. Unfortunately, we still have courts and judges who recognize that you don't have the power that you are attempting to take, that you do not have the right to limit our freedom of speech. Our freedom of association, our right to communicate. Thank God we have the First Amendment so that we can stop you from doing what you've been doing. With that, I yield back.
0: Yes! yes. <clears throat> Representative Harriet Hagman. Love that woman. <laughs> she does not mince words, folks. Unbelievable. Ah, uh, yeah. And, uh, <laughs> okay, I've got another cut here from Johnson, but I'm not going to play it because it's just pretty much the same thing. And uh, Mayorkas, I don't want to beat a dead horse, but he is a dead horse. And the sooner he goes, the better for all of us. Okay. Got one more for you. Then we're going to get into our book here. Hang on just a quick second. Oh, I love it. This is this is so short, it's so simple, there's no sound, but you must watch this. When things get tough, you start to get stressed about Mayorkas, or their rotting bag of flesh, Biden, or the possibility that you might have an alien for a neighbor. Just take a few seconds. Let me put this full screen, it's worth it. Take a few seconds and take a look at this. What is it? It is a raccoon catching snowflakes. Look at that. (laughs) He's just hanging out, catching snowflakes. Look at that. I mean, it's the simplest little video. But you cannot help but smile when you see this no matter what stresses you have in your life a raccoon sitting on his ass catching snowflakes that'll get you every time <laughs> I love it the link to that by the way if you want to share it on your social media is in our, uh, our show notes tonight you can do that please do also in our show notes, you will find Blackout Coffee, NordVPN. You want to get yourself a good deal on the VPN with our, with our discounts from the Jay Sheldon show. You'll also find uh, Skillshare. Learn a new skill. Absolutely. And you get a great deal if you use our link. And down there you will find this. It is our new merchandise line with our new logo on it. It's really cool. They got some great colors. Oh, hundreds of colors. It's amazing how many different colors. Got our show logo on there. You see the cup here. Ah, there we go. The Jay Sheldon show cup. Uh, tank tops we got. there's there you go. There's the mug. Uh, Hoodies, very nice hoodies and not expensive at all. Those are quite a good deal, these hoodies. And uh, in addition to that, one of my favorites is the baseball jersey. That's a little bit pricey. I think it's 30-something bucks. Honestly, that's not that much. But it's got a cool, our sub logo on the uh, sleeve and a big logo on the back. So check it out. These t-shirts, basic tees, come in all kinds of colors. I put the white one up there simply because I like the way the logo looks against the white. But it's got black, red, blue, yellow, orange, green, teal, navy, you name it. There's all kinds of colors there. The link is in our show notes. You can check that out for the Jay Sheldon merch. Go buy something, will you? Help support the show. And thank you for doing that. I really do appreciate it. All right. We read books on this show, been doing it forever, children's classic literature mostly, but we switched things up a bit and changed to George Orwell's 1984. We started at the very beginning a long time ago, because it's a long book, and we are getting through a little piece at a time. This is absolutely fascinating, and the way George Orwell foretold the future we are living in right now, when he wrote 1984, It's scary. So let's continue on with George Orwell's 1984. There was nothing left in them except sorrow for what they'd done and the love of Big Brother. It was touching to see how they loved him. They begged to be shot quickly so they could die while their minds were still clean. His voice had grown almost dreamy. The exultation, the lunatic enthusiasm was still in his face. He's not pretending, thought Winston. He's not a hypocrite. He believes every word he says. What most depressed him was the consciousness of his own intellectual inferiority. He watched the heavy yet graceful form strolling to and fro in and out of his range of vision. O'Brien was being in all ways larger than himself. There was no idea that he'd ever had or could have, that O'Brien had not long ago known, examined, and rejected. His mind contained Winston's mind. But in that case, how could it be true that O'Brien was mad? It must be he, Winston, who was mad. O'Brien halted and looked down at him. His voice had grown stern again. Do you not imagine that you will save yourself, Winston? However completely you surrender to us, no one who has once gone astray is ever spared. And even if we choose to let you live out the natural term of your life, still you would never escape from us. What happens to you here is for ever. Understand that in advance we shall crush you down to the point from which there is no coming back. Things will happen to you from which you could not recover if you lived a thousand years. Never again would you be capable of ordinary human feeling. Everything will be dead inside you. Never again will you be capable of love, friendship, joy of living, or laughter, curiosity, or courage, or integrity. You will be hollow. We shall squeeze you empty, and then we shall fill you with ourselves. He paused, signed to the man in the white coat. Winston was aware of some heavy piece of apparatus being pushed into place behind his head. O'Brien had sat down beside the bed so that his face was almost on a level with Winston's. Three thousand, he said. Speaking over Winston's head to the man in the white coat, Two soft pads, which felt slightly moist, clamped themselves against Winston's temples. He quailed. There was pain coming, a new kind of pain. O'Brien laid a hand reassuringly, almost kindly, on his. This time, it will not hurt, he said. Keep your eyes fixed on mine. At this moment, there was a devastating explosion, or what seemed like an explosion. Though it was not certain whether there was any noise. There was undoubtedly a blinding flash of light. Winston was not hurt, only prostrated. Although he'd already been lying on his back when the thing happened, he had a curious feeling that he'd been knocked into that position. A terrific painless blow that flattened him out. Also, something had happened inside his head. As his eyes regained their focus, he remembered who he was and where he was, and recognized the face that was gazing into his own. But somewhere or other, there was a large patch of emptiness, as though a piece had been taken out of his brain. It will not last, said O'Brien. Look me in the eyes. What country is Oceania at war with? Winston thought. He knew what was meant by Oceania and that he himself was a citizen of Oceania. He also remembered Eurasia and East Asia, but who was at war with whom he did not know. In fact, he'd not been aware that there was any war. I don't remember. Oceana is at war with East Asia. Do you remember that now? Yes. Oceana has always been at war with East Asia. Since the beginning of your life, since the beginning of the party, since the beginning of history, the war has continued without a break. Always the same war. Do you remember that? Yes. Eleven years ago, you created a legend about three men who'd been condemned to death for treachery. You pretended that you'd seen a piece of paper which proved them innocent. No such paper ever existed. You invented it, and later you grew to believe in it. You remember now the very moment at which you first invented it? Do you remember that? Yes. Just now I held up the fingers of my hand to you. You saw five fingers. Do you remember that? Yes. O'Brien held up the fingers of his left hand with the thumb concealed. There are five fingers there. Do you see five fingers? Yes. And he did see them, for a fleeting instant. Before the scenery of his mind changed, he saw five fingers, and there was no deformity. And then everything was normal again, and the old fear, the hatred, the bewilderment came crowding back again. But there'd been a moment... He didn't know how long, 30 seconds, perhaps, of luminous certainty, when each new suggestion of O'Brien's had filled up a patch of emptiness and become absolute truth, and when two and two could have been three as easily as five, if that were what was needed. It had faded, but before Brian had dropped his hand. But though he could not recapture it, He could remember it, as one remembers a vivid experience at some period of one's life when one was, in effect, a different person. You see now, said O'Brien, that it is, at any rate, possible. Yes, said Winston. O'Brien stood up with a satisfied air. Over to his left, Winston saw the man in the white coat break an ampule and draw back the plunger of a syringe. O'Brien turned to Winston with a smile. In almost the old manner, he resettled his spectacles on his nose. Do you remember writing in your diary, he said, that it did not matter whether I was a friend or an enemy, since I was at least a person who understood you and could be talked to? You were right. I enjoy talking to you. Your mind appeals to me. It resembles my own mind, except you happen to be insane. Before we bring this session to an end, you can ask me a few questions, if you choose. Any question I like? Anything. He saw that Winston's eyes were upon the dial. It is switched off, What's your first question? What have you done with Julia? said Winston. O'Brien smiled again. She betrayed you, Winston. Immediately, unreservedly. I've seldom seen anyone come over to us so promptly. You would hardly recognize her if you saw her. All her rebelliousness, her deceit, Her folly, her dirty-mindedness, everything has been burned out of her. It was a perfect conversion, a textbook case. You tortured her? O'Brien left this unanswered. Next question, he said. Does Big Brother exist? (laughs) Of course he exists. The party exists. Big Brother is the embodiment of the party. Does he exist in the same way as I exist? You do not exist, said O'Brien. Once again, that sense of helplessness assailed him. He knew, or he could imagine, the arguments which proved his own non-existence, but they were nonsense. They were only a play on words. Did not the statement, you do not exist, contain a logical absurdity? But what use was it to say so? His mind shriveled as he thought of the unanswerable, mad arguments with which O'Brien would demolish him. I think I exist, he said wearily. I am conscious of my own identity. I was born. I shall die. I have arms and legs. I occupy a particular point in space. No other solid object can occupy the same point simultaneously. But in that sense, does Big Brother exist? It is of no importance. He exists. Will Big Brother ever die? Of course not. How could he die? Next question. Does Big Brother... Does brotherhood exist? That, Winston, you will never know. If we choose to set you free when we've finished with you, and you live to be 90 years old, still, you will never learn the answer to that question, whether it's yes or no. As long as you live, it will be an unsolved riddle in your mind. Winston lay silent. His breast rose and fell a little faster. He still hadn't asked the question that had come to his mind the first. He'd got to ask it, and yet it was as though his tongue would not utter it. There was a trace of amusement in O'Brien's face. Even his spectacles seemed to wear an ironical gleam. He knows, thought Winston suddenly. He knows what I'm going to ask. At the thought, the words burst out of him. What is room 101? The expression on O'Brien's face did not change. He answered fully. You know what is in room 101, Winston? Everyone knows what is in room 101. Yeah, we're going to leave it there.
1: <laughs> wow. Oh,
0: I can't wait. We'll find out tomorrow on our Friday edition what is in Room 101. George Orwell's 1984. Amazing. I right, Thank you so much, folks, for popping by. I really do appreciate that. And please hit that follow button over here. It's free, easy to do. It's free for you and helps the show out a lot. We really, really do appreciate it. And I will see you all again. Tomorrow, believe in UFOs.
1: Snort.